Welcome to Audiobook Test Drive. In today's episode, we are featuring an excerpt from Naughty Tales of Leather and Latex, Laugh Out Loud Lesbian Humor, written by Roxy Cat. Naughty Tales of Leather and Latex is a trilogy of Laugh Out Loud adventures by Roxy Cat, a self-proclaimed cultural Bolshevik who has a unique talent for writing what can best be described as slapstick lesbian fetish humor. Roxy's heroines often find themselves inadvertently entangled in scenarios featuring leather or latex-clad women, embarrassing predicaments, and comical sexual liaisons. You will never think of fetish attire in quite the same way after listening to The Space Milf, Rubber Space Academy, and The Problem of Leather. And now for your listening pleasure, an excerpt from Naughty Tales of Leather and Latex. The Space Milf Young Jenny was a bit of an odd girl, really. She loved rubber, for example. Not that that's so strange, mind you, except for, perhaps, the extent to which she loved rubber, and the way she loved it. You see, most rubber fetishists can think of nothing finer than squeezing their asses, or having their lovers squeeze their asses into a rubber dress or catsuit, and then fucking. But not Jenny. Not quite. I mean, the fucking part, fine. But for her... This sort of thing, this rubber for the purpose of sex, was too calculating to suit her own peculiar peccadilloes, her own sexual taste. She preferred what might be called inadvertent or practical rubberization. What Jenny wanted most of all was that, hot as the woman in question may be, she should be wearing rubber without the intent to seduce. She should be wearing it for some more or less practical purpose. Indeed, ideally, she should be a woman for whom the idea that someone might want to fuck her in her rubber gear would strike her as odd, funny, or even perverse. But how often, except in the case of a few scuba divers, does such practical rubberization happen? Jenny was probably a bit too picky. One can only suppose that she could not help it, poor thing. But all was not lost. Enter into our story two, at first, unrelated elements. The new art gallery exhibit and Mrs. Bloom, Jenny's best friend's mom. Mrs. Bloom was an exuberant, innocent sort of woman, with short, spiky red hair. Voluptuous? Very big of breast and ass. Though not of waist, Mrs. Bloom was quite respectable, and didn't show a lot of skin or anything, but was prone to tight t-shirts and boots and jeans of a slightly more overloaded nature than a woman of her age would ordinarily dare. She was, moreover, a little fonder of eating than what the women's magazines consider ideal. But Jenny, of course did not give a fuck about the magazines. Mrs. Bloom was her idea of the perfect and quintessential MILF. The only thing less than perfect about her was that she never, to the best of Jenny's knowledge at least, wore rubber. Indeed, why would she? It just was not, alas, 
the kind of fantasy world they were living in. Jenny had told no one, of course, about her attraction to the older woman. Jenny was out as a young lesbian, but wasn't about to go around telling her friends which of their moms she'd like to boink. That would have been altogether too gauche, too weird. But, as for the new art exhibit, the other crucial element to our story, it was called Space and Pop Culture, A History of the Future. It was to have a largely retro theme. Yes, old billboards advertising Buck Rogers' films were to be alongside decades-old models of artist conceptions of the city of the future, or recent paintings of what Jupiter should look like, or 1960s toys of spaceships. No expense was to be spared. So there were to be costume demonstrators and performance artists, too. And this was where Mrs. Bloom and the art gallery would intersect in a manner most unexpectedly suitable to Jenny, our lusty young heroine. Now, Mrs. Bloom would sometimes take part-time jobs, as they interested her, for her husband could support her easily enough, and had snagged a gig as one of these interactors or demonstrators at the gallery, a walking part of the exhibition. She had told Jenny, in passing, a little bit about it when they ran into each other by accident at the grocery store. I'm to be a kind of retro space woman. Really? Jenny's eyebrows perked up. You mean with a brass bikini and a ray gun? She hoped the answer was no about the brass bikini, but did not want to risk revealing that the nature of her hopes here were of the more, shall we say, vulcanized variety. Mrs. Bloom laughed. I get a ray gun, all right, but no brass bikini. I have to shoehorn myself into a rubber spacesuit. Jenny nearly splurted the coffee she was drinking. I'd love to see you in it. Uh, I mean, Mrs. Bloom said she'd be attempting to get into the suit the afternoon of the next day, just to try it on. Jenny was more than welcome to drop by if she wanted. Jenny couldn't for the life of her figure out how Mrs. Bloom had gotten into it, actually. It must have taken a hell of a long time, a lot of sweat, struggle, tears of frustration, and talcum powder, probably. But there she was, in the middle of her suburban living room, calmly turning slowly for Jenny's benefit, in all her sealed and airtight rubber glory. At first I thought, they want me to wear a rubber suit? Mrs. Bloom said. Her face was invisible behind the tiny, glassed porthole of her spherical, brass-plated metal helmet. She didn't seem to realize Jenny could hardly make out what she was saying through the mouth vent. Shit, I'll bulge out all over the place. But look how it holds me in. It's like wearing a girdle for your whole body. Isn't it great? The rubber was thick but soft and had a semi-gloss medium-gray shine, stretchy yet firm. Yes, it was indeed like a girdle for the whole body. The seams were thick and obvious, looking very strong. In true retro fashion, at the joints of the limbs, there were thick corrugations to render movement easier. Most tantalizingly, 
there was a big, fat zipper, clearly under tremendous pressure, running the length of her back. It was double-ended, running up between her legs to stop just above the lower tummy for those important visits to the little space women's room. As if to make sure there was no problem that way, the designer of the suit had attached a zipper handle that was, in effect, a big, round brass ring. I don't look fat, do I? I hope I don't look like some kind of space whale in this get-up. Jenny was thinking, more like a zeppelin. A very hot, shapely zeppelin. That's the way a tight space suit should fit, she thought, revealing a bit of a tum-tum, showing that the female sealed and bound up within has just a little bit less than control of herself at the dinner table. Jenny liked the slightly overinflated look. Yes, Mrs. Bloom was fooling herself a little, for she did bulge here and there where the rubber was working overtime to keep her all in, and just barely succeeding. So much the better. Not at all, Mrs. B. You look terrific. Mrs. B.'s breasts, which were quite large, were sealed in separate cups, which were clearly heavily boned. A built-in bra for a woman who certainly couldn't get along without one. The suit definitely was aiming for a 1950s idea of the space woman, for the hooter trajectory was of the cantilevered up-and-out variety. Rocket woman, indeed. The helmet was a brass-plated metal sphere, as we said, which, had it been any smaller, would not have admitted her head. The neck of it was not wider than her own neck, so entrance was gained because of a hinge at the top, which separated the helmet into front and back halves. Right in the middle of the front was a small, round glass plate. She must have been able to see very poorly out of it. Beneath was a triangle-shaped vent for breathing and speaking. A wide metal flange blooming from the base of the neck rested on her shoulders. The boots were high-heeled and of black leather. Her hands rested within heavy rubber gauntlets. Ah, yes. Very tight, but a little bulky, those. That might explain the big zipper ring. All sealed up and self-contained she was. Her suit seemed to squeak and groan with even the slightest motion. Okay, Jenny said. You look terrific. And may I say, Mrs. Bloom... Totally hot. There's just one thing missing. She went to her bag and pulled something out. Handcuffs? What do I need handcuffs for? You've got a ray gun strapped to your thigh, haven't you? Why not cuffs? If you're invading from planet Zontar, you have to be able to take prisoners, don't you? I guess. She laughed brightly. Resistance is futile. Jenny said in a mock robot voice. And besides, what if someone starts monkeying with the artwork? Don't you want to turn them in? I suppose. Jenny could hear an uncertain smile beneath the helmet. Oh, let me see. There's no belt to attach them to. She went around behind her. Oh, here. At the waist, at the back, on either side of the zipper... There seemed to be two small metal mounts where, where perhaps a hook could be put on. Really? I didn't notice that. 
Both her hands went behind her as she felt the area Jenny had mentioned. But Jenny had lied about the mounts. There weren't any. Of course, she said. The danger of handcuffs is always that while evil planet Zontar is plotting to conquer the world, the cuffs might be used against you. Or there might be art thieves working in tandem. I mean, while one distracts you by doing something suspicious, and you reach back for your cuffs like you're doing now, then... She locked Mrs. Bloom's wrists together. Jenny? Just showing what can happen. You have to be careful with cuffs. She struggled in confusion. Was that really necessary, dear? You have the key, don't you? Of course. Now, the other danger about cuffs is that once some clever earth woman or art thief, or let's say an earth woman who's an art thief, gets you locked up this way, you are powerless to stop her from doing other things that might seriously compromise the image of Zontar as an invincible conqueror. Mrs. Bloom turned to face her. What are you... Jenny took one fat rubber tit in each hand and began to squeeze slowly. In astonishment, Mrs. Bloom squeaked. Jenny groaned a little. The rubberized tits did both. Jenny! Now, can you imagine this happening in the gallery, Mrs. Bloom? In front of a lot of people? Wouldn't that be humiliating? Lady Zontar comes all the way from outer space, Raygun strapped to her powerful thigh, only to get her boobs groped by some lowlife in front of a gawking crowd. Jenny, look, I'm married. She tried to wiggle her tits out of the younger woman's grasp. Jenny let go of her tits and slowly circled around behind her to where her hands were still yanking at the cuffs. Heavy, nervous breathing came from within the helmet. So much the worse. You see, at that point, unexpectedly, your husband walks into the gallery. Yeah, that's it. We could say he's your space husband from Zontar. He can't see your face, of course, but he easily recognizes you from your big rubber boobs. But what's this? A crowd has gathered around his bewildered, handcuffed wife. She is demanding explanations and getting none. And someone seems to be sneaking up behind her. From behind, Jenny reached with her left arm between the pair of heavily rubberized and unsuspecting thighs. The sneaky little bitch thief is curious. What does alien pussy look like, she wonders. Jenny, there was a gasp as the rubber alien was hauled open from pubis to tailbone. An abundance of ass and freshly shaven pussy bulged forth. Oh, oh! Well, Mrs. Zantar, do you always look like that? Or did you shave your pussy specially so as to get it into your suit? Maybe it's an authentic Zantar custom. Walk around, space bitch. The art thief has assumed the role of tour guide. She's going to show you off to the patrons. Jenny, I... There was a resounding smack as Jenny spanked Mrs. Bloom's right rubbery buttock. Oh, oh my. Walk. And stop spluttering like some bovine dowager in a Marx Brothers film. That's it. Show them your fabulous, hairless cunt. 
Now turn and show that other gentleman. That's it. Don't want to get caught in the zipper now, do we? Note, folks, the absence of underwear. There's just no room for it, vacuum-packed as she is in there. What a struggle in the bathroom there must be to get zipped up again. Jenny grabbed Miss Bloom's right buttock with her left hand and slowly, carefully, felt her up in front with the right. Mrs. Bloom clamped her thighs together and tried in vain to wriggle out of the younger woman's grasp. What do you think your husband would try to do at this point, Mrs. Zontar? Would he try to rescue you? Look, some bitch he's never seen before is woman-handling his wife's precious pussy in front of strangers. He could rescue you, you know. He's a very macho fellow. But he's always wondered what it would be like to see you done by a girl, especially one young enough to be your daughter. And besides... You were so bossy in the spaceship all the way to planet Earth, always insisting the two of you were lost when clearly you weren't. You deserve a little humbling in front of these unsophisticated Earth people. Look at them gawking, like they'd never seen a cunt before. But maybe they've just never seen such a fine cunt as this. A space cunt. A Zontar cunt. Oh, they whisper to each other. It's so fulsome, so nice and plump. And they're also saying, see how it bursts out of that tight rubber spacesuit? Didn't she think, wearing such tight rubber gear, having such a glorious, curvy shape, that she'd be asking for it, coming to this planet and sashaying her rubber rocket tits and ass all over the place? And what does she mean by having a zipper right there as it is? Doesn't she realize she's begging for it? Serves her right, the arrogant hussy. Oh, she'll claim she had no idea rubber was considered hot on planet Earth. But she's a liar. And the art thief, who has her hand on your work of art, says, You shouldn't have worn this, Mrs. Zontar. I literally can't keep my hands off you. Beast, Mrs. Bloom groaned. By this time, both of Jenny's hands were pussy-lubricated. Have I mentioned, folks, the odd attitudes of the Zontarians? Rumor has it they are so self-righteous, they view anal sex as a sin and a perversion. With her right hand still rubbing Mrs. Bloom's cunt, Jenny placed the third finger of her left hand just on the rim of her anus. The space maid stomped her boot. Jenny, she started wriggling like a fish on a hook. That's it, Mrs. Zontar. Shake that booty. Bitch, how dare you? I remember when you were a baby in diapers. Jenny lightly ran her forefinger between Mrs. Bloom's labia. Her clit had popped out. It was huge and wet. I thought so, you hypocritical suburban space slut. I, you deceitful space cow. But look how big this thing is, you dirty alien girl. All the Earth voyeurs are astonished. It's almost a cock. Isn't your husband threatened? He's looking on, 
smiling to himself under his helmet. He likes the show and your public humiliation. This will keep your mouth shut on the way back to Zontar. Except, of course, to suck his dick whenever he tells you, Listen, you can't talk to me like... Jenny pushed her finger up Mrs. Bloom's big ass. The sounds coming out of the helmet were quizzical, disbelieving, outraged, ecstatic. The violated Zontar bitch squeals in indignation, but no one understands her language. She might be crying more, more do it harder, for all they know. But your husband thinks you and your appearance of bourgeois heterosexual respectability. All an unsophisticated earth girl has to do is unzip your stupidly unguarded snatch, and you spill all over the carpet. Jenny was rubbing hard against her now, but she was no longer trying to back away. In fact, she was pushing forward, as if in a kind of desperate hunger. It's not like you think... I've never done it with a woman. Yeah, yeah, I know. You've been faithful to your husband all these years. You know something, Mrs. Zontar? I actually believe you. You've been lusting secretly for some young female pussy thief so long, and now one has finally dared to steal into your rubber-sealed treasure chest. This... Is your fault. I never suspected I... You seduced me. Mrs. Zontar, I'm going to eat you. I'm going to dine on pussy sandwich. Bend over. More. More. That's it. Spread em, honey. There's a good rubber girl. Jenny stood imperiously behind her, arms crossed. My, that rubber is noisy, isn't it? Hmm, that steel-belted built-in bra doesn't work quite so well in an anti-gravity situation, does it? You're wobbling in a most provocative fashion, Mrs. Zontar. Tell me something. Idly, she squeezed a finger up Mrs. Bloom's ass again, turned it this way and that. Not to ask indelicate questions of the genteel housewife space maid, but what happens when you fart in such a tight rubber suit? I mean, is it... Jenny, please, eat me. I'm begging you. Patience, rubber ass. Patience. Now where was I? Oh yes, I mean, farting in rubber. Wouldn't you kind of, you know... Run the risk of overpressurizing or something? I mean, you're already overpressurized, aren't you? This suit is so tight, after all. I can't believe you got into it alone. But we've almost forgotten the awkward situation that you're in, haven't we? Your husband walks up to us. He's got a big smirk on his face. He took his helmet off. I see you've met my wife. Yes. And I've pretty much conquered her ass in front of these rubberknackers. I hope you don't mind. Not at all. She's pretty tasty, by the way. Mind if I keep her for a while? Hell, you can keep her forever. 
I've got six more on Zontar, and this one was getting on my nerves. Besides, being done like this by an Earth woman in front of Earth people has pretty much ruined her anyway. Jenny continued, still prodding speculatively the insides of the enormous ass before her. I'll ask your ever-so-gallant husband if he minds if I dine in front of him. He is quite obliging. Jenny knelt behind Mrs. Bloom, gave her oozing cunt an enormous kiss, and invaded the invader with her tongue. Mrs. Bloom screamed, shuddered, her lungs heaving mightily, her inverted tits bouncing in their rubber cups. Later, now uncuffed, unhelmeted, and peeled out of her suit down to the waist, Mrs. Bloom kneels on the carpet, her still steaming pussy is dripping on. She is drenched with sweat. Before her stands naked the young Jenny, hands imperiously on her hips. Now, dear, what's the classic line made by every alien who lands on planet Earth? Take me to your leader? Yes. Say it. Take me to your leader. Here she is, Jenny said, grabbing her by the back of the head and thrusting her furry muff in Mrs. Bloom's face. Eat her. We hope you enjoyed listening to this excerpt from Naughty Tales of Leather and Latex. If you would like to hear the entire audiobook, it can be purchased at Amazon.com, Audible.com, and iTunes.com.